1: A oh, yes. and it, it is up. going to be
0: covered by the saints for a touchdown he your inside pass to everything saints football and the kick is good we'll take you to places most fans never go we'll watch from 60 to practice to the sideline to the locker room following every twist turn and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is Touchdown, Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh baby, a winning Week Eleven Inside Black and Gold podcast. Steve Geller, along with Jeff Nowak bringing you the latest from a Saints victory. Yes, a Saints victory. New Orleans taking down the LA Rams 27-20. to 20. Jeff, it was finally great to have some positive things to talk about for this show and just in general in front of the home crowd.
1: Yeah, it was a late arriving crowd. It was yes. not full. There was a lot of empty seats. But if you play the way the Saints did today more often... You will probably be able to play in front of a full uh auditorium, if you will. Like that's ideal. And this crowd was good today. Like it were, they were loud, they affected this game. But, you know, I think just the the number of empty seats is a good indicator of the sentiment around us right now. But that's not the case today. Saints won 27 to 20. We're gonna get into a lot of that. In this first segment, we're gonna get into, you know, a lot of the creativity that they displayed. We're gonna hear from Dennis Allen, Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton, all these, all these folks about, you know, the the role Taysom played and kind of how they went into this game with it. Second segment, we're going to get into a lot of Cade Nellis, Jawan Johnson, you know, some of the big plays from this game. And then the final segment's going to be a mailbag. But, you know, the story of this game to me, you know, Andy Dalton played well, you know, they ran the ball well, whatever. Taysom Hill's involvement, not only, you know, running the ball and doing it effectively, he was in the game constantly. Uh, we don't have the total snap counts yet, but I guarantee you it's going to be by far his highest involvement of the year he ran the ball nine times he also threw the ball three times he caught a pass and he he had at least two or three plays where he handed the ball off so i mean you're talking 20 touches in this game and and that is well above what we have even in the game against the seahawks he didn't have that many touches so i mean i I think it's just you know people have been asking all year it's like okay why don't you get Taysom more involved why don't you get Taysom more involved you saw them do that today and it worked Hallelujah, right? I
0: mean, I feel like we've been beating our heads against the wall talking about this. And then you start wondering is there something wrong? Are we not seeing something that Pete Carmichael Jr. and Dennis Allen might be seeing with him? But it was great to see a more involved Taysom Hill. And I've talked about this before when he is in the game, it just creates a buzz amongst the fan base.
1: Was the plan going in to kind of get Taysom a lot of run, or was it just something that developed during the game? No, the plan going in was to, to get Taysom involved, um, you know, and and so uh, as a matter of fact, I think Andy got a little frustrated throughout the week that we had so many plays where Taysom was in at the quarterback position, but that's the great thing about our group. You know, our group just wants to win, and they'll do whatever they have to do to uh, to try to win, and, and, and that was something that we felt gave us a good chance this week, and um, our guys went out and executed it. No, he was—he's kind of joking there. We actually asked Taysom and Andy about, you know, whether there, there was any actual kind of like annoyance. But that's, you know, it didn't—not really the case. Um, or at least they won't, won't admit to it. But yeah, and so that's the answer I was hoping to hear when I asked that question. What I wasn't hoping to hear was, oh yeah, well it just started working, so we kept with it and blah blah blah. Like, no, I want to hear that you are scheming and you are planning to get him incorporated because you can see, like, even if it's not generating chunk plays, which it wasn't early in this game, right? The first couple of plays you had him in there were not fantastic, right? They, they stopped him on a third and short early in the game, but you stuck with it. You didn't allow that to get you out of what you were trying to do, the game plan that you went into the game with. And I think that is a very positive development because I think in a lot of these games this season, you've been trying something, trying something. It didn't work right away. You went away from it. And at the end of the game, you're like, well, where was he? You know, and so I think that was a very positive thing in this game. And it really helped you. You saw in the second half of that game, his plays became more and more effective. It opened up other things, no matter where you had him lined up on the field. It was just a well-designed, creative game plan. And at a point where you really needed that, you needed some positivity to to see a route for this season to maybe turn around. And I think you got it today.
0: Now, and you mentioned, too, when Taysom got stuffed early on, I was like, Oh, no. Great. We're, we're right. never going to see him for the rest of the game now.
1: Yeah. And that wasn't the case. Right. Like he I think he definitely had his highest usage today. I don't know about the total snaps, but I guarantee you, you know, he was he's been hovering somewhere between like 20 and 30 percent of the snaps. I would gauge him at like 40 percent probably in this game. Right. Even when he wasn't getting the ball, he was on the field. And, you know, as as D.A. said, like he was talking about how. You know, Andy was getting kind of annoyed because there was so much Taysom throughout the week. And the the involvement was planned. And that's just, you know, it's a positive thing. This is a team that has struggled to run the ball the last couple weeks. But, you know, and they didn't blow the doors off, right? Alvin... Had 42 yards on 12 carries. Taysom had 52 yards on nine carries. David Johnson only ran the ball once. He did catch a pass for a first down, uh, and that run went for negative four yards. So, I mean, you averaged right around four, four and a half yards a carry. Not great, but it was the it was the attitude behind it, right? On a with an offensive line that was banged up, you were able to establish the run. You were able to, you know, show your worth in that regard and make them adjust to you. And, you know, I, I, I don't – I'm not going to take too much out of this game. The Rams are a very bad football team. Like, let's be real. This is very similar to the Raiders game where, you know, this does. it's not a sign that this team has turned things around, but you have to be able to beat this team. And they did. So I'm not going to hold that against them that the Rams are bad. Yeah, and big shout out to the makeshift offensive line
0: because I was genuinely concerned about Aaron Donald just wreaking havoc the entire game. And that wasn't the case. Of course, there were moments, you know, that the pressure was – uh, able to get to Andy, but for the most part, they did a good job of keeping him clean.
1: Now, obviously, the offensive line is banged up, and you're running a lot of power sets. you know when when that's the case, does that affect kind of how you approach particular plays, the kind of gaps you're trying to go at, or and how do you think that group kind of held up today? I mean, I thought they did a great job. I, I haven't seen statistically what the numbers were, but um I felt like we ran the ball really well and those guys uh, came in and, and battled, you know. So I, I was I was really impressed with, with what they did. And I think, you know, on the, the next level up, I thought the coaches, you know, the element of what makes a coach great, and I think we got great coaches in there, is is they put us players in a position to be successful. And it doesn't matter if you're the backup or the third, whatever it is, like their job. And they spent a lot of time putting us in positions where they think we'll be successful. And they did that. Now, I I would question whether they have done that every week, but they definitely did that today. And I think the game plan was indicative of that. You know, you saw more creative plays and part part of it is being able to get deeper into your playbook by extending drives, right? Like, when you're not extending drives, you can't get that creative because you're not on the field to get creative. But there were moments today, so you had motion into a Alvin Kamara Wildcat snap, right? You had a double reverse that did not work. And, you know, even if those plays aren't working, forcing teams to defend them is helpful, you know, and one of my criticisms of this offense to this point is like you just haven't gotten the other team off balance by by doing anything interesting and anything anything exotic you know part of it is when you don't have your pieces it's hard to get creative but they definitely did it today and 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 the exotic plays didn't work that's the thing like and i'm okay with that but you still got to run them you still got to you still got to keep teams honest and uh, that was more than anything else that's what the offense did now the defense that long drive late in the first half was a very negative development. You do not want to see that drive happen. But they did come down, come back, they they clamped down, they hit Matt Stafford and knocked him out of the game. I think there's some questions about whether he should have really been out of the concussion protocol. Uh cuz he didn't get hit that hard. But he was definitely out of the game. And that and that once that happened, it was the you know, this game was over, right? Like Bryce Perkins I don't even. I didn't know who that was until he went in the game. Me neither.
0: I called him. I called him Bryce Thompson by accident. I'm like, wait a minute, no Perkins. Bryce Thompson's Bryce, on the Saints.
1: Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, once he went in the game, you know, he, the Saints did struggle to defend him because he does a lot of the things that the Saints struggled to defend. That but worried he just, me a little there, right? If they had a lead at that point, I think he would have been in trouble. It was good that the Saints were able to take control of the game before that happened because I think if he was playing with a lead and he was able to just kind of scramble around and get, generate first downs, I think the Saints might have been in trouble, but. You know, they forced him to have to do more than he was comfortable with. Saints still didn't force a turnover, but they did play clean. They only had two penalties themselves, and one was a intentional penalty late in the game to get a longer punt. And so when you're playing like that, you can make up for the fact that you don't take the ball away. And, you know, this is a game where you needed to just show that you have confidence and build on it. And they did that. So that's good.
0: Yeah, really impressive to me was the lack of penalties, obviously, because... Of the, the you know the lack of veterans that you had out there, there was no Cam Jordan. There wasn't a Marcus Davenport. Obviously, Cesar Ruiz. I mean, um, uh, Eric McCoy is on injured reserve. Uh, Andrews Pete was active but didn't see any action. You had a lot of guys that didn't typically see a lot of snaps out there, and they did a great job of not you know blowing this game, and that was key. Not with those those unforced penalties have been such killer for this team. And tip of the cap, too, to the refs.
1: Yeah, they didn't make themselves part of the game. You know, and yeah. this was obviously a uh, charged rematch. There was a really good us versus them that kind of uh, teased the teased the Rams a little bit. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that they put the Nola no call up on the
0: scoreboard. I was like, why would you even bring that up?
1: Because they need to know that we haven't forgotten.
0: We'll never forget. It's like 9-11. Yeah. <laughs>
1: let's, not, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> I'm um, just
0: saying, we'll never forget it.
1: Yeah, we, we can end it with that. <laughs> You're from New Jersey.
0: Uh, it, it, for, from what happened in that game, that was it's it's in that kind of realm of something, a moment in history. You're not going to forget that no let's call. Not
1: compare the things. I'm
0: let's not just, saying the devastation of even the, that. I'm, I'm not comparing that, but the shut moment, it down. Shut the it moment down. itself.
1: Shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. All right. Anyway
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: I've completely lost my entire train of thought.
0: No, I just I just didn't think putting the no, no, no call
1: up there. Yeah, it's fine. I, I forget did appreciate, what
0: the joke was, too, about something about controversies on
1: film. Yeah, I can't remember. But I do know that and they the also Saints had JFK, right? They also made fun of the Rams for not having any fans uh, and their home stadium being louder when the 49ers show up, which very true. And I know this because I watched the 49ers-Rams game last year because I had to do it. And it was louder when the 49ers scored than when the Rams scored. So that's not something you want to say about your home stadium. But, you know, this is a game the Saints won. So let's talk about the Saints. And, you know, I, I think that one of the reasons I'm not going to overreact to this win, right? Like, I'm not saying the Saints are out of the woods. I'm not saying that the Saints no, have figured right. thing out. I think the Rams are really bad and they were too bad. They were too banged up. They're just not a good enough team to win a game. I don't care who they're playing. They might not win a game the rest of the season if things go the way they did today for them, if they can't get pieces back, if they're missing their fourth string center, right? And and Matt Stafford is not in the game. Like, this could be the worst team in the NFL if the team that was on the field at the end of the game today is the team that is on the field the rest of the season. All that said, you can build off this. The Saints offense did look good today, and it's more of a question of can you put it together can you string things together and and what I asked Andy Dalton about after this game was is one of the things that the Saints have not been able to do this year and if, and if it doesn't happen next week then this win doesn't really matter much and here's what he had to say you know, obviously one of the things this team hasn't been able to do this year is win back to back games you know were there things in this game that you think from an offensive perspective were figured out and how do you kind of roll that forward into next week to kind of get on the street yeah I mean for us we've got to carry uh, over the momentum into this week and so, I mean, that's the most important thing we can do. We can enjoy this one today. But moving forward, we got to find ways that uh, the things that we did really well, things that we can build on, and you know, find the things that we need to correct. And I mean, that's the, that's the nature of this, this game. And when you week in and week out, you got to you know, cor- correct the mistakes, but it's easier to correct the mistakes off of a win. And I think everybody understands that and the the feeling around the, uh, the, the building after a win is always way more positive than, than the opposite. Yeah, and I think you mentioned this because there wasn't any extravagant dance party after the game. The, you know, the team kind of cleared out quickly. And that's the right approach because you need to be business-like. You cannot spend any more time than is necessary celebrating this win because this is a team that has not won back-to-back games all year. And unless you can go to San Francisco and win a game, this doesn't mean anything. This is, That just means you are still on the same tedium the same you know cycle of win loss loss win loss loss win loss loss and if you keep doing that then you are going to be a team that's watching the playoffs from from out of the frame right you need to win multiple games you need to get a winning streak going and until you can do that nothing matters nothing else matters
0: it's definitely felt like we've been stuck in win one lose two win one lose two kind of
1: thing right and there's no momentum you're not Building from week to week to week. And I think that, you know, as as difficult as it's going to be to go out to the West Coast and beat the 49ers, that's a winnable game. Now, hopefully you can get some pieces back, right? Peyton Turner went down with an injury in this game. Unfortunately, I do think that there is a slight bit of positivity in that, you know, they listed him as questionable to return after the injury, right? And so when you get when you see a guy go down with an injury like that and he gets carted off. You're immediately worried, like, oh man, what if he like broke something? Or what if they, right, what he if, didn't he didn't walk off even under his own power? Then the car came. The car came on the field. Yeah, the car he was carted off the field. And there's always a big difference, in my opinion, between yeah. getting carted off the field and getting carted back to the locker room. Because right. that means that you're the injury is enough that they don't even want you to stand on it. They're like, okay, we're gonna bring it out here. Cause this players would much rather walk to the sideline and go in the tent than get carted directly back to the locker room. But he was listed as questionable to return. And if he had suffered something that was like going to end his season and it was obvious, he would not have been listed as questionable. Out, right. Like I never expected him to come back in the game. He would have been listed out right away if he like, like, for example, broken his ankle, which is something that can happen in an NFL game. So hopefully that's a good sign for him. And, you know, maybe he will miss a few weeks with an ankle injury, but hopefully it doesn't end his season because, you know, who knows how long Cam's going to miss? Who knows how long Marcus is going to be out? You finished this game with Jabari Zuniga getting real reps. I, I didn't even announce that, pronounce that guy's name until right. today. So, yeah, hopefully you can get him back. But there's going to be serious questions, and you're going to have to figure that out to go across country and get a win. Um, and because every game, in my opinion, from this point on is a must win. And you, you mentioned with Cam Jordan, he was at the game
0: mm-hmm. but still donning sunglasses. So you can't really tell... How bad the eye issue is. Not like I I don't know if it's like swollen still or what exactly he's dealing with, but you know, my theory I'm, is I'm it's hoping-
1: gone. My theory is he's he lost his eye. He's got a glass eye now. Just a hole. Like, <laughs> you know, the the house of the dragon type stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously he he's a big factor to return this game coming up because yeah, we don't we don't know what's gonna happen with Davenport. Who knows what's up with Peyton Turner now too, so yeah. your your defensive end
1: stock has been dipping. Yeah, and then you have got, and I don't know if anyone's going to get that reference, but I'm not going to explain it. If you've seen the show, you get it. You got an impact in the pass rush from the linebackers, and you're going to have to continue to get that. Demario Davis yeah. got through for another. I think they listed it as a half sack. Caden Ellis had two sacks. I started him in fantasy this week, so I'm glad he did that. He got me like well, you twelve. Start the Saints
0: points. defense or just? You, you no, started I, I have out. an
1: IDP league, so. Yeah, yeah. I actually started Caden Ellis in one nice of my pickup. in one of my slots because I I had I think I had Javon Holland and the Dolphins are off this week so I had to find somebody and I was like yeah Caden Ellis is gonna it's gonna have to make tackles snaps, right <laughs> someone's gonna do something and it's gonna be him uh like Pete Werner's not there so that volume tackle spot is to be had by somebody but it was the sacks that actually you know made the big difference in that back to back two sack games right I don't think he had two sacks no I don't it think hit? so
0: no okay
1: no I know I think he had one but either way so. Good game by him. We're going to talk about him a lot more in the second segment. And you know, it's just you know, it's nice to just enjoy a game of football. Oh, he, it's been he had so one and miserable. a half. To, uh, he had one and a half against the Rams. Sorry, gotcha. It's been so miserable watching Saints games, and I think I tweeted this midway. It's like I don't even care who wins this game. It's just nice to watch fun football because what we have seen from the Saints yeah. the last two weeks has not. It's been anything but enjoyable to watch. No, totally agree with that
0: for the fact. Yeah, the the game in Pittsburgh was no fun whatsoever i don't think from either side of the ball wasn't impressive and that game against the ravens on monday night you were just totally dominated by baltimore Uh, you're you're getting embarrassed and that's never fun yeah and i'm seeing right now like you know looking at this pittsburgh at the half actually beating cincinnati so Steelers on a roll who knows if they can hold that lead
1: yeah and the broncos and and raiders are tied 10 10. no one's watching that game
0: I was going to say, there's some exciting football right there.
1: Yeah. But all right, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a lot more about Caden Ellis and uh, Jawan Johnson, who, you know, leading the the Saints in touch, receiving touchdowns by now oh, a wide margin. Uh, stick around for that on Inside Black.